This is the Sales Gravy Podcast. I'm Jeb Blunt, best-selling author of Fanatical Prospecting Sales EQ, Objections, and Inc., and I'm here to help you open more doors, close bigger deals, and rock your commission check. On this episode of the Sales Gravy Podcast, we're going to be talking about sales fitness. And when I mean fitness, I mean taking care of you, your body, so that you can be a better sales professional, better at prospecting, better at discovery, better at closing, better at negotiating. And with me is Rachel Pitts, who is an expert on fitness and teaches a lot of people in the real estate industry, salespeople in the real estate industry, to become more fit so that they can reduce their stress and anxiety and they can sell more homes. Now, Rachel is also the co-host of the Women Your Mother Warned You About podcast. And I want you to go subscribe to this podcast. It's part of the Sales Gravy Podcast Network, and it's so much fun. I've been on it several times, and they always get me to blush. They they make me say bad things. But they interview some of the greatest minds in sales and in business, and they do it in a fun way that makes this something that you're going to want to put on your device so that when you're working out, taking care of you, you can listen to this show and it'll make your workouts a whole lot more fun. Rachel, welcome to the Sales Gravy Podcast. Thanks so much for having me, Jeb. Happy to be here. Awesome. And so how can people subscribe to the women your mother warned you about? Visit womenyourmotherwarnsyouabout.com. And right there, you'll be able to click on the podcast. You can pretty much subscribe to it anywhere where you get your podcasts and just absorb all the great sales content we have there. Beautiful. So let's let's just jump right in and talk about sales fitness and why being physically fit is so important. Fitness to me is a way to structure your day and structure your life and set up routines. Because as you talk about in a lot of your great books, Jeb, routines and habits and structure is part of the success in sales. Same thing in fitness. You've got to establish routines so that you can stick to them. And sticking to fitness is one of the hardest things that people find because they go, ah, I don't have the energy. I don't have the time, all the, all the things like that. Once you figure out a structure for your fitness, you'll see how fitness enhances your energy during the day which in turn enhances your productivity in your business life and all of your other relationships. And then they go hand in hand that you you want that fitness in your life so that you continue to can continue to progress through all this energy that you're building in your sales life. So I don't like to work out. I mean, but think about it. I don't like to prospect either. And and I find that prospecting working out are, are to me two parallel uh, issues for for salespeople because they're the two things that we're most likely to procrastinate on. So if you don't have a full pipeline, you're going to suffer. And if you're not taking care of yourself, you're going to suffer. Both of those things are important, but I don't like working out. I, I, I really don't. And I, and I actually prefer to have a cheeseburger at lunch than to eat what I'm going to be eating at lunch today, which is a power lunch that's really healthy for me, but doesn't give me the same sort of, uh, uh, I don't know, thrill that, that sitting down and eating a cheeseburger with a bunch of fries does. But it long term is better for me. So when I think about fitness, what I think about is 
outwitting my competitors. Sales is a mental game. We have to think about what we're going to do. We have to strategize. We have to be able to be good on our feet. We have to get past objections. We have to maintain emotional control. And when I'm more fit, I have that emotional control. I have relaxed assertive confidence, the most powerful emotional foundation for a sales person. I feel better overall. And in, in a way, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a better person. Like People are more attracted to me when I feel better because I'm, I'm transferring those emotions to other people. And if you if you think about it, all of that takes a tremendous amount of mental energy and your mental energy is going to be limited by your physical energy. Same thing with prospecting, your your pipeline, your income is going to be limited by the number of prospects you have in your pipeline. But prospecting sucks. And oh, by the way, and forgive me, I know you're a fitness nut and you're like in amazing shape and you're working out all the time. I see all the pictures of you on Instagram, but working out and eating well sucks, too. And, and when anything in your life sucks, it's easy to procrastinate. So let's talk about specifically how do you build these things into a routine? If you're a normal human being, not a beast like you, like working <laughs> out in the gym, you know, taking care of yourself, but you're a normal human being like me who borders always on being overweight and would rather watch TV than get on a treadmill or go walk or what have you. What's what's the secret to having a routine that makes it easy to do this a little bit every day and take care of yourself? OK, there's a lot to unpack in what you just said, Jeb. And I would agree with you 100 percent to compare working out to prospecting. So with prospecting, which is one of those things we don't like to do, the best way to achieve it is to schedule it in your day. And just once you get started, I think everybody who's attended your trainings or done any of your trainings knows they're like, this isn't going to work. Nobody picks up the phone, yada, 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 a thousand excuses. And once you get started on those call blocks and prospecting, you find that it gets easier and easier and easier as you go along. Same thing with working out. You're not going to want to do it. Frankly, I am a beast. I work out like crazy more than the average bear, and I don't always want to do it. What I have is I have a schedule and I have a routine. My personal routine is that I work out early in the morning because there there's really nobody that's going to call you and try to schedule a meeting and interfere with your time if it's early in the morning before a normal sales day starts. For me, I like my workouts to be done before 7 a.m. because people will actually contact me by 7 a.m. So if you can find that time in your schedule, whether it be early in the morning or maybe you're a night owl and it's after your sales day closes that you can schedule it in, I recommend scheduling that appointment with yourself as if you were talking to a million dollar client. A deal you knew you were closing that would bring you a million dollars, you would not cancel that appointment no matter what time of the day it was. So you have to make yourself that important client and find a time in your schedule that is non-negotiable that you will keep with yourself that cannot be disturbed with all of your other sales things and your relationships and personal relationships. Perfect. I think that's I think that's uh, absolutely right. Same thing for prospecting. You got to have a schedule in your day. It's got to be blocked and it needs to be a little bit every day. For example, maybe you can't do the morning or the afternoon because you've got kids and family and all the things that happen. So instead of at lunchtime going out and spending 10 bucks on a cheeseburger, maybe you bring your lunch with you, eat your lunch in 15 minutes and then go walk around your campus where your office is or walk around the block if you're working from home. And and, and that could be a really easy thing for you to do. Or you could, if you're working from home, have a 15 minute lunch and work out for 30 minutes and just go walk. So it is about a little bit every, every day. 
I look at when I think about fitness and I think about there's basically a, a triangle of three core things that you have to focus on. One is what you eat. The other is getting enough sleep. And the other is momentum or action moving your body. So it's it's getting your body working. So you're not only burning calories, but you're you're making the, the parts of your body that need fitness, like your heart, they're all getting something. And and so if we if we start thinking about sleep first, really, really hard to have the discipline to work out, to eat well, or to prospect if you're tired. That's when you begin to lose your discipline. It's hard to think when you're tired and it's hard to focus when you're tired. So you got to start there. If you don't get in a sleep, I think everything else falls apart. So we have to begin at that point. Then it's going to be the food you eat, what you put in your mouth. And, and, and I got to tell you, I love food. So we're going to talk a little bit more about this. I love food. So I found something that works really well for me that allows me to still love food and eat right uh, most of the time. And uh, and then there's the momentum. There's working out. So let's just take it. We were talking about working out. So you got to schedule time for working out. And and even if you don't have time, there's a couple of things you can do. Like I advise people and I try to do this myself. If I go to, say, Target, I park in the last parking spot in Target. And I walk all the way in, take the stairs instead of the elevator. Uh, you know, think about what if there's if you're if you're going to a place and you're building ten extra steps. Or on my farm, what I'll do is I'll uh, I'll I'll walk all the way down to the end of my driveway and then walk all the way back, and then go work on something. One of the things I do often is I'm working on a project. I'll set a timer and I'll do 15 minutes working on a project. And then I'll get up and I'll say, I'm going to do 50 push-ups. And so if I do 50 push-ups in 10s or 20s or 25s or what have you, and then I go back to my project and sometimes I can get 300 push-ups done, which are really good for you. And, uh, and I'm not into bodybuilding and just, you know, doing some push-ups, but I can do that in that little bit of time. What other tips from fitness, like working out, working your body that allow people to build it in? If you're not beast mode, right? If you're not, if you're not like a, you know, a gym rat, you're working all the time, you just need to stay in shape. What are some tips do you have and how much should people like time should people invest a normal average person in just moving their body? Definitely easier to take your fitness in smaller bite-sized pieces rather than giant stretches of time. The same as, as we learn in fanatical prospecting bootcamp, start that prospecting for 15 minutes and then it's manageable. It's not like an hour. Same thing. People think if they get out of shape that they need to commit a full hour at the gym and they don't want to do that and they may not have time for that in their schedule yet. So a 15 minute increment is great because what is advisable is to try to get three sessions of 30 minutes every week. So if you have 15 minutes here, you have 15 minutes there, then you can split it up just like you said, Jeb, to do a few exercises at your desk if you're stuck in your office. Take a walk outside to make a phone call. And everybody has 15 minutes. You just have to look at your schedule and time block and see where are you losing time by scrolling social media? Where are you losing time for taking your full lunch hour where you could go and take a walk for 15 minutes and then eat your lunch and still have extra time on your hands? It's a matter of managing that time. Push-ups, some uh, squatting down, sitting down in your chair, standing up. That's a great little exercise that's so simple to do. And it's just, as you said, a matter of moving your body, especially if you're doing zero. From zero to something is like a huge leap. 
Yeah, I've got a, a good buddy of mine. He calls it the better than nothing, right? So it's the better than nothing approach. Just do something every day. He says, and, and anything that you do is better than doing nothing. So it could be 15 minutes. It could be 10 minutes. Uh, that's one of the reasons that I love the Women Your Mother Warned You About podcast, which we talked about earlier. It's a that podcast, a sales gravy podcast, or any of the other podcasts out there. You just put it on your earphones and go walk around the block, and you're listening to something. You almost don't know this. You're working out, but just by doing a, a walk. But if you did a little bit of something every single day, that begins to add up. Just the better than nothing. I like that. So it's a great, easy approach, and. My wife, um, she walks, so she's got this uh, this little uh, it's a program on YouTube where she just watches the program and walks. I've got a YouTube on my TV in front of my my stationary bicycle, and I'll go ride for twenty minutes. There, there's any number of things that you can do. Go ride your horse if you play golf. Stop getting in the golf cart and walk, but just do something. So that's fitness. So we so just that's moving your body. That's working out. It's doing something that's reasonable that you can do every single day. Easy to do. Let's talk about sleep because this is a big deal. Families mm -hmm. and stress and staying up too late watching Netflix and all those things. Walk us through some tips for making sure you get enough sleep and 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 maybe tell us why sleep is so important to being physically fit. Sleep is the time that your body recovers and repairs itself. So if you have pushed yourself an extra 15 minutes per day, your body is going to go, ah, what was that? What did you just do? We need to make some changes over here to make sure that we can sustain that tomorrow. And depending on the, your level of fitness, your body really needs that sleep to recover and repair your tissue. One of the greatest things you can do is to shut down all your technology as as far away from your bedtime as possible and maybe move over to reading one of Jeb's books for 15 minutes or reading something to calm you down or just doing something to calm you down before reaching getting in bed. Because a lot of us I know out there, we're checking our email and checking one last thing and one last thing right before we put our phone down and get in bed. So shutting shutting down your day a little bit sooner is important. A scheduled bedtime is important. I track every single thing. I track my activity. I track my food. I track my sleep because I need to know, Can am I at least getting six hours during the week? I like to get six to seven hours during the week and catch up and do eight to 10 on the weekends when I don't have as much um, responsibility during the workday. That uh, meditation will help listening to something to cool you down that will take you to bed. There's actually a really great free sleep meditation from P. Diddy on Audible. It's killer. Like I thought, P. Diddy, this is going to be weird. It's great. And it just takes you into sleep and calms you down and allows you to release from your day. There's all kinds of supplements and options you can think of if you can't shut your brain down, like melatonin is one that everybody looks at or all the new CBD products on, on the market that can help calm you down before sleep. That and what I like to do when I can't shut my brain off is I have something that I visualize in my mind that can help kind of just take my mind away from the day. And for me, I'm also a competitive athlete. So I go through my posing routine before bed and visualize the success in that one thing. And it helps pull me away from all the busy stuff. And, you know, I'm just the opposite. I have no problem going to sleep. If I get in bed and lay my head down, I'm out. Done. But I don't like to go to sleep because I really don't want my day to end. I like my day so much that I'll stay up reading and do and I'll do anything not to go to sleep. And what I've learned is a couple of things. 
that I need to have a, a scheduled bedtime. So my scheduled bedtime is between 10 and 11 o'clock. And I never, I say never on the weekend sometimes, but I try not to get in bed after 11. Um, and then when I get in bed, I read a little bit just because I, I don't want to turn my day off, but that really works for me. And having a, you know, having a regular time to wake up, I, I think getting up at the same time every single day, a couple of things that I think are super important for sleep, especially for salespeople is put the wine down, put the alcohol down, especially during the weekdays. And I've, I've gotten into a routine and I love wine. I'm a big, I, I'm a, I collect wine. I've got a huge wine cellar. Um, you know, when I say huge hundreds of bottles and, but I, 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 I quit drinking wine on the weekdays because I realized that alcohol was essentially interfering my sleep. So even though I would get eight hours, I would still wake up and I would feel a little tired, even if it was just one glass of wine. So what I did was, uh, was, was get into a routine of, you know, Friday night, Saturday night, I'll, you know, enjoy a really good bottle of wine, uh, with my wife and we'll have a good meal. Uh, when I don't have any responsibilities, I don't have to like wake up in the morning and be critical, be a critical thinker, that's really made a huge difference in terms of, of sleep. And, and the other is, um, is going to bed, like turn the TV off and go to bed. And that's the, that's the biggest thing. So if you don't, if you have a hard time going to sleep, what Rachel said will, will work for you. And if you're like me, yeah, I don't have any problem going to sleep. And I it's, it's, it's turning TV off. Now I'm, I'm a nine hour to 10 hour person. So I need nine to 10 hours of sleep. And so I'm very conscious of at least getting eight. That's what I work on. And so if I go to bed a little bit later, I just schedule my next day so that I'm going to get enough sleep the next day. But I, it's it's critically important. And and everything in your world will get better if you get enough sleep. Everything in your world will fall apart if you don't get enough sleep. And and then one more one more thing on that: drugs don't solve your sleep problem. It's uh, the problem with a drug is that if you take a drug to go to sleep. It's like someone hitting in you at head with a hammer and knocking you out. You didn't actually get REM sleep. You just got knocked out. It's a whole different thing. So if you're in a situation where you're taking anything to go to sleep, then what I suggest doing, and this is my, my humble opinion, is go figure out a way to solve this through other things like meditation or what have you so that you can you can get sleep because you're not really getting sleep that way. And you, every, like everything in your life will fall apart if you're not getting enough sleep, and including fitness and prospecting and sales. So sleep, sleep, and we talked about action, a little bit of action. Sleep is a discipline, discipline to go to bed, discipline to schedule the time to go to sleep. And, and then there's food. Let's just talk about food because food is the thing that gets most of us in trouble. Food is the hardest because we have to make choices every single day to feed ourselves and there's the emotional aspect to food that is separate from the fact that it fuels us. And people get very emotional and, and tied to that, well, I'm in the mood for this, or I'm stress eating, I'm a stress eater, and all of that. And what I have found that really works the best for me is to use tracking methods for what you're eating, especially if you feel like you don't have your nutrition under control really well. It's a very surprising process to start tracking what you eat. Uh, meaning get an app like MyFitnessPal and track every single thing that goes in your mouth, including the glass of wine, including the water, and including even the piece of gum. And what you'll find is it's very surprising for most people that I work with that begin tracking their nutrition because they don't realize 
what they're eating. And a lot of times they're finding they're not eating enough. You know, salespeople, especially you get so busy, you don't have time, you forget to eat. Then you get to the end of the day, you're in a rush, you drive through Chick-fil-A and you just eat. And then you're like, that was terrible. And not saying I don't love Chick-fil-A, but, <laughs> but sometimes if you're not planning and really looking closely at what you're actually doing, then you don't know where you need to make those changes. Yeah, I think the it Brad on our team. So Brad Adams is one of our master trainers, and he's lost twenty three pounds, and he's used an app to track everything. So his his world is if I track everything, I'll lose weight, and if I don't track everything, I don't lose weight, and that's been a big a big deal for him. I, on the other hand, I have found that tracking my all, everything I eat is a little tedious for me, just for my personality. So what I have to do is, like, my wife gets so tired of me saying this, but get my food right. I'm like, I'm, i got to get my food right. So what my routine is on Sundays, I go to the grocery store, and I plan all my meals for the week. And for I, my favorite meal of the, of the day is, is my dinner. So other people, it's breakfast. Some people, it's lunch. So if I'm going to to splurge, it's going to be on dinner. Now that's probably the worst meal to splurge on because it's the meal that you eat at night and that's not a good thing. It's, but it, I have to take care of part of the emotional part of it. And, but I, I, I enjoy making dinner with my wife. I enjoy the process of going through eat, I mean, the, the whole routine of having meals together, which we don't really get to do during the week, the weekdays because we're working so hard. So I've gotten very, very careful with everything that I put in my mouth during the weekday and and I know exactly what I'm going to eat, but it's a discipline thing. If I don't do that, if I don't go get my food, or if I, on Sunday I'm not planned, and then I'm in the middle of a Wednesday and I don't know what I'm going to eat, what am I going to do? I'm going to go to Chick-fil-A or I'm going to go to McDonald's or I'm going to go to Burger King or Sonic or I'm going to go to the place that's easiest or I'm going to send someone out to get a salad. And I, you know, and the problem is, is most of the salads you get from a fast food place, you might as well just gotten the cheeseburger because after you put the dressing on and the croutons and the cheese and everything else, it's, you didn't, you didn't do any yourself any better. So it's really focusing on specifically what I eat during the weekdays. And I've gotten for me personally, what's worked is I know what I'm going to have for breakfast. I know I'm going to have for lunch. And then my wife and I have a good dinner that's got probably got way too many calories on it but my calorie intake is so low during the the normal part of the day what's what's it's done for me is i've 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 lost 24 pounds just by doing that and that works it's harder when you're traveling but what i've also found is that if i plan in advance then i'm packing my lunch and i'll take you saw me eating an apple earlier i ate an apple right before this podcast because i was getting hungry and I want to do the podcast. So I ate an apple and apple just takes away the hunger or, you know, I've got a little thing of blueberries. So I just got little snacks around that I manage. But the only way that happens is through intention. Like I am making an intentional choice about what's going to happen. I'm not waiting until I get hungry, to decide on what I'm going to eat. That's right. And planning is super key. And I think that's where a lot of people get in trouble is they just they have the intention of eating healthy. They just don't plan it. And then they don't have any options available. And that's why the fast food industry is rocking so hard. Um, the other thing about tracking what you eat, no matter how you do it, is it does take the emotion out of it a little bit. That's what the people that I have worked with, especially realtors who are so busy right now in a crazy market, they don't plan. They don't have any snacks. They're running around. They're like crazy. And then they get mad at themselves and they're emotionally eating. So when you're tracking, you're tracking numbers and when you're tracking data and numbers, it takes some of the emotion out of it. 
And, and the same with your method, Jeb, that you're planning it out in advance so that you don't have to get into a scenario where you've been stressed out all day and you just, just don't care and it doesn't even matter anyways and you just need something and you're hangry. And that's when we get in trouble with it. And the other thing we forget about is how you feel today doesn't have to do with the salad that you ate for lunch today. It has to do with what you ate two days ago or more and the the consistency of what you ate over the last few days or lack thereof. So sometimes we forget that it's our consistency over time that's going to make our nutrition work as it's working for you as opposed to just worrying about today. And oh, I failed today, so I'm going to eat three carrots tomorrow. Like that doesn't work either. Yeah, I agree with that. And and the I think that's that's the key is it's it's your sleep and your emotion and your food are cumulative. So it, and that that's what I find is that that makes it better. Now I'm what I've been able to do though is is I, I found that you know and, and this is a person who you know I've 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 been physically fit and I've been not so fit when I've traveled, especially when I've traveled as much as I was before 2020 when you know before everything got shut down that it was a lot harder, especially when I'd be on international flights and I'm on a flight for 18 hours and they feed you and food became like my companion. Like that was the thing. But if I'm, if I'm, if I go completely militant and I'm like, I cut everything off, what happens is after a few weeks, I, I just, I snap back. And I think that's one of the problems people face is that they, they say, okay, well, I'm going to be physically fit. You listen to the podcast and then you like, you put this exercise routine together and then you got your food together and you're sleeping. And then you go, oh, I, I, this is not fun. My life isn't fun. So for, for, for me, what I, what I've got is I've got cheat night. So my two cheat nights a week are Friday night and Saturday night. And on Friday night, you know, I'll have a steak, you know, so I'll, it'll have steak night. Right. And, uh, and try to eat healthy things inside of that, but not eat a big chocolate cake, but have a steak night. And, you know, Saturday night might be, you know, I don't know, chicken wings or something, but we, but there, there are meals that we, that we eat where we, we have a rich meal. Whereas like this afternoon, I'm having chicken breast and something tomatoes. And, and it's a very lean, you know, very healthy, really focused on nutrition. Whereas my Friday night meal, I could, I don't care about nutrition. I'm going to put butter on my steak and I'm going to enjoy it. And that has made all the difference in the world. But it, it has come down to the discipline on Sundays. My, my meals are planned out for the week. So, and then, and then during, and then during the day, even like on Saturday morning, you know, I get up, have a decent breakfast Saturday mornings. I'm from the South cause I have grits and bacon on Saturday mornings, but every other morning I'm having oatmeal. So, but that's made all the difference in the world having that plan. And I think it all goes back to the routine. So we think about sleep and fitness or, you know, motion, body motion and in meals, what you eat, all of that, if it fits into a routine, it's going to work. And if it doesn't fit into a routine, you're going to be off kilter and it's going to be much harder for you. And you're going to create this, almost this cycle of stress in your life that you have a hard time getting over. What, um, if we can just wrap this up, what would you ask, tell someone who's listening to this and they say, okay, I, I know I need to get in shape. And I know most of us have all been there. I don't know if you've ever been there in your life where you hit that point. For me, it was back in, in November, you know, the, we had the the pandemic hit and, you know, and we, you know, I got off the road and I got home and then over the summer, you know, we're eating, eating, eating. And I just woke up one day and I just felt terrible. I think I saw a picture of myself. So I just felt awful. And I'm like, this is, I, 
I, I remember what it was. It was we were going to do something fun, and I thought I'm just going to stay home, take a nap. And I'm like, this is not me. Like to go do something fun. So I had that moment where I'm like, I got to, I got to fix this. If you're having that moment now, you're a person who is listening to this, and you're like, I need to make a change in my life. Tell people what to do. Like, what would be your best advice if you if you're at that point? And I don't know if you've ever been in that place where you realize if you don't change, you're you're not living the life that you should be living. I've definitely been at that place. My my place was probably different than everybody's in a different level of it. And so I've been there where I knew I need to make a change. The number one piece of advice I could give listeners right now to get started is do not try to take on too much at once. Don't try to change everything. And as Jeb said, you're like, I'm going to get into this workout and I'm going to work out six days a week and all these things. Just change one thing today. And that one thing could be drink an extra glass of water. It could be take that 15 minute walk. If you start making small changes over time, they will compound into greater results. So I would say pick one aspect of your life. It could be as small as normally I get mayonnaise on my sandwich at lunch. Today, I'm going to get mustard on my sandwich at lunch and see how that goes, because that makes a huge caloric difference. Or I'm going to drink one extra glass of water to replace this Diet Coke that I'm kind of addicted to. Or I'm going to take one 15 minute walk. I would say do that and start some sort of tracking system where you're you're taking a look at what you're doing for movement. You're taking a look at how is that sleep going and you're taking a look at how your nutrition is going so you can see the progress over time. Because once you start, again, using that data, it takes some of the emotion out of it. And also just don't set too humongous of goals out of the gate because you will quit. That makes a lot of sense. So the cumulative impact of a little bit of action every single day adds up to massive results over time. And you don't want to set these big audacious goals, go into it, and then you realize that it's a lot harder than you thought it was going to be. So you just snap back and you give up. I totally buy that. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope this episode inspires everyone listening to take better care of their body so that you have the mental capacity and acuity to outwit your competitors in the sales game. I want you to go check out the Women Your Mother Warned You About podcast. It's part of the Sales Gravy Podcast Network, and this podcast is amazing. It's fun, and when you're working out, you're going to laugh and laugh and laugh. Rachel and Gina, who is Rachel's co-host, are they're they're funny, and and it's just it's just a blast to listen to all the great people they have on this podcast, and it will inspire you to learn more. Now, you can get this on iTunes. You can go to Spotify. You can pick it up on Google Play or wherever podcasts are are, are produced. You can also go to the women your mother warned you about.com and you can subscribe and listen to the podcast there. So don't wait. Go now and find the podcast. Click subscribe and start listening. And I'll see you next time on the Sales Gravy Podcast.